0: The show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, fam. Welcome back to the Mindset Mile podcast. This episode is brought to you by our awesome sponsor, Upspace Fitness. I want to dive in today because I have a lot to share on this topic and I'm hoping that this is going to be really beneficial for you, whether you have a great relationship with social media or you're someone that kind of has a love-hate relationship or if you straight up have a very toxic relationship With social media. I think that this is a really important topic to talk about because so much of what we consume in different facets of life, but primarily, since social media is such a prevalent part of our culture and our lives now, it is very important for our overall mental health to have a healthy relationship with these platforms. So... I want to um, dive right in and just first say, I'm so impressed to see how Instagram specifically has maintained its place in the ever-evolving digital world. I had to look up these stats and I was just blown away by this, but also not really, but the numbers are pretty staggering. There are 2 billion people on the planet that use Instagram. That is a quarter of the entire world's population. Um, And I also wanted to look at TikTok because I know TikTok is a uh, a front runner behind Instagram. There are 1.5 billion TikTok users. That being said, there is a lot of people spending a lot of time on these platforms. And personally, I find it interesting to watch the pulse And the ebbs and flows of how people feel about social media. And I'm making generalizations here, but merely on my observations of social media and conversations I have with people in my own life about these platforms. It seems as though people go through similar waves of how they feel about it at the same time. Like in general, I would say, when I'm feeling kind of over it, I will talk to someone else and have this conversation about social media. And it seems as though they are kind of over it or they kind of love it or feel impartial to it at the same time. So I I think that that speaks volumes to how and when things change on these platforms. But one thing remains pretty consistent. And that is most people still plug in to social media, even when they are in a hate relationship with it, which is so toxic. But whether or not you want to admit it, there are brains behind social media giants that know exactly what keeps people addicted. You can argue the pros and cons of social media all day long, and I'm not here to tell you or monitor how much you use it. But what I want to do is give you some advice on how to have a healthy relationship with social media if it is something you're going to be using. I personally only have like less than a handful of people that I know that have jumped ship completely because they just couldn't take the way social media was being ran anymore. Like I said, most people stay on it, even though they have a love hate or mostly hate relationship with it. So let's figure out how to live with it and how to make it a better experience. These are just also my personal preferences and suggestions. So you can obviously take them or leave them, but maybe they'll be exactly what you need to hear to make your user experience a beneficial, less toxic one where you can enjoy more of the pros of your social media platform and what they have to offer. So my first suggestion, and this is obviously the most simple suggestion out there, turn off your social media notifications turn them off. They do not need to be on your phone. I think I've had Instagram for 12 years now. So I mean, I I got on it shortly after it, um, it became a popular app and I've never had social media notifications turned on. We have so many notifications on our phone. Think about it. You have your texts going off your, your ringer, obviously when you get a call, you might have mail notifications when you get a new email. You have your Facebook. You have your Instagram. You have shipping notifications, app notifications. I mean, I don't need to explain to you. I think you know how many notifications you have on your phone, but I think once you live with so many notifications on your phone, it just becomes normal. And I'm here to tell you that it is not normal to have more than just a few notifications on your phone. And the most important ones, I think probably are text and ringer notifications. So outside of that, there's a lot that you really don't need to be notified in live real live time. Research has linked the mass amount of phone notifications to anxiety, depression, and may even trigger symptoms associated with ADD and ADHD. So those little pings that constantly draw your attention away from whatever you're doing in the day can cause a lot of harm. And so this is why I think this is such an important topic to talk about. So If you are used to having notifications on your phone, you might feel like you're going to be missing out on something, especially if you've always had them on. The thought of going without a notification might seem daunting. I promise you, you're not going to miss them. And also if you're like, no way. I want to know the second that someone likes or comments or messages me. Then I encourage you to question your own obsession and addiction. And I mean that in the most non-judgmental way possible. I, those, that's a very natural feeling. I'm not coming down on you for resisting wanting to turn notifications off. I think that's completely normal, but I, I want you to see that as a flag to change that behavior. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck, which is why I fully believe in the support of therapy. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. Therapy has personally helped me during big transitional times in my life, not feel so alone and anxious. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist at any time. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com/mindsetmile. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com/mindsetmile. The second tip I have is take an audit of what accounts you follow. What feelings do their posts elicit when those accounts come up? Are their posts and content still relevant to what you want and what you need? You may have followed someone for a really long time, but I want to give you Permission and maybe even a reminder that your investment in time of how long you have followed a certain account is no allegiance to continue to follow them. If you have outgrown what they share, or if you find yourself comparing yourself to them, or if you find that their content has become annoying, or if you feel kind of obsessed with something that they share or jealous of them for any reason you don't need to follow them anymore. I felt like I was going to miss some influencers like content if I if I unfollowed them. Guess what? Out of sight, out of mind. And you don't know how it's going to impact you in such a positive way by ridding those things out of your social media feed. So influencer overdose is a real thing. I used to follow a handful of fashion and lifestyle bloggers that I no longer follow anymore. And there was a time in my life where I really enjoyed their content or I felt invested in their life. It was kind of fun to see what they were up to, to watch their personal and business growth, or really just to be captivated by their beautiful images and content. I find a lot of what people, a lot of what creators create. I find that to be very inspiring, but there is a fine line between inspiring and feeling like envious or annoyed at what someone is posting. So that is what I want you to take inventory of. So for me, there was this feeling of burnout that I started to have. I was just kind of over it. I was over everything being so styled. I was over everything looking perfect. I was over filters they used in their stories I was over what they chose to share or what they chose to talk about. It's not that it was bad. I just didn't have the capacity to consume how many people whom I didn't know what they were doing. I I didn't have that much capacity to be consumed with that. So many opinions and so many brand collaborations or facades, yet I found myself somewhat reluctant to hit that unfollow button. As if it's something that can't easily be undone. You know, it just feels so like, okay, like I'm really doing this. I'm committing. You guys, it's just a follow and unfollow button. (laughs) Like you can, you can change the decision if you find that you miss their content. But it felt really rigid. And I questioned if I'd miss their content more than I would feel better without it. And guess what? Like I said, out of sight, out of mind. So if someone's posts and stories are triggering, if they're annoying you, or if you find yourself jealous, envious, or completely out of touch with their life, unfreaking follow. Unfollow them. Follow people and accounts whose content you truly enjoy and can learn from. Follow people who inspire and motivate you. Follow pages that you can learn from, whether that's about health or social issues you care about or fitness or food or design pages. I don't know what you're into, but don't just follow hundreds or thousands of accounts and forget about like who you're actually following. Follow them with intent and choose them wisely. Be intentional with who's, news and images and and content you are choosing to let into your brain and into your life. The third tip I have is contribute. A lot of times when I find myself being bothered by social media is when I'm either one, not creating content or posting myself. And two, when I'm mindlessly scrolling without actively engaging with people. So let me explain a little bit of what I mean here. Social media is fun when you use it to actually stay connected to people you know, and maybe you don't get to see them in person and, or when you create genuine friendships with people online, there are several people whom I've followed for years that I genuinely feel like I know them because we actually engage in each other's lives and in each other's content. In fact, I can count a few people whom I've actually met in real life and have become good friends with in real life because we met on Instagram. So stop mindless scrolling, complaining, hating, and engaging in bitterness. You can start by simply commenting on someone's posts or their stories. And here's a perfect example of when to do this. And this might seem very obvious, but so often we don't. Engage when someone posts something they're celebrating, congratulate them. If someone posts about a loss they've recently experienced, give condolences. If they've posted something you found helpful, say thank you. It literally takes five seconds. And when you start giving thanks and participating in people's lives, you will find the experience much more enjoyable. After all, it is called social media, not anti-social media. Giving in general is life-giving on or off social media, period. Constantly consuming and only take, take, taking is what is draining. So don't use social media less. I want to encourage you to use it more Intentionally create a digital space for yourself in which you feel inspired and good about, not one that evokes jealousy, comparison, and doubt in yourself. So, those are my tips. I hope that you found this helpful because this is more than just, you know, social media is more than just a harmless platform where we watch people and like and comment, I really feel like there is so much impact that it has on our overall well-being, on our mental capacity. And I I think that this is just such a fascinating thing that the psychology behind it is very interesting. And these are some of my practical tips to have a healthy relationship with social media since I'm on it. Right. Like I I'm not gonna be getting off social media anytime soon. So these are the some of the ways that I have found help me cope with an otherwise kind of annoying life-draining space that social media can sometimes turn into. So if you found this helpful, ironically, I want you to If you haven't jumped social media altogether after listening to this, then please post this on your stories and tag me so I can say hi. And so that other people can find this episode too. I appreciate you so much. I can't wait to see you next week. Have an amazing week. And until then, make it a great day.